Welcome to What Won't She Say? We are Sonia Mastic and Sarah Zimmerman, and we have a lot on our minds that wants out. We are fortunate to know many powerful, hilarious, brilliant, and vulnerable women who will join us here to share their brains and lives. We'll talk about love, loss, sex, marriage, aging, parenting, mental and physical health, racism, sexism, ableism, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. It's fair to say it's true. What won't she say? (laughs) I I see what you did there. The the point is that we will share it all. Because sharing is caring. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on What Won't She Say? Uh, Welcome back to another episode of What Won't She Say? I am your co-host, Sonia Mastic, and I'm here with Sarah Zimmerman. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Hello. And we are here today with Laura Phelps Stackhouse. See, I got it in there. Uh, so I'm going to read directly from her bio so you get a little bit of insight on her, and I will share the full thing in the, in the comments below. I've been an athlete my whole life, starting with soccer and then finding my passion for gymnastics and track and field in high school. I continued my love for running throughout college as a hobby at Ohio State and Bowling Green. I did not know you went to Bowling Green. And even post-college, but I was craving more. At age 23, I started lifting weights at a local powerhouse gym. This led me into bodybuilding, and I competed in three shows. I began adding power lifts into my training and found that these lifts were getting really strong, really fast. You can say that again. My first powerlifting <laughs> meet was push-pull. I was hooked. I started traveling to train with veteran powerlifters in Detroit and at <laughs> Westside Barbell and properly trained for a sanctioned uh, fully power, full power meet. In my first meet, I squatted 551, bench pressed 303, and deadlifted 440 pounds. Three months later, I competed in one of the largest competitions in the world and broke the all-time squat uh, world record by 66 pounds at 683 pounds. And I will attach that video because it is fucking bananas. It's bananas. (laughs) And the all-time world record. I continued to spend the next 10 years competing with great success under the eye and guidance of Louis Simmons and my own personal programming. And we'll talk later about, uh, you know, Queen Bee Power and all of that good stuff. But welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited because I know you were saying that this would be a little bit different, you know, and I was like, that'll be interesting, you know, because typically I'm on powerlifting podcasts and, you know, we kind of talk about, you know, similar things, you know, because, you know, so I'm excited to to be here. We're interested in the whole person, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And, yeah. Probing. Prepare for that. <laughs> Probing. No problem. No, no one likes the way that sounds, Sarah. No one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll refer that. Phrasing. Phrasing means everything, damn it, Sarah. Yeah. So we did, because the one thing that uh, struck me really uh, so differently is I, I did a couple of your lifting clinics and um, you're so incredibly kind. And I mean, you're really, you really, you're really, you know, fucking smart, but you're also really kind. And, um, I I didn't feel like there was any sort of condescendingness. Like when you were dealing with people that were, that were newbies and trying to help them through lifts and things. And that has not been my experience, especially with women in the powerlifting world. Like the, the gyms that I've been in has been exactly like life where women hopped on the train of misogyny and felt like there's this rarefied air. There's only the small sliver that we get to have at the top of that bubble. And we have to act the way that men act. So and they're so, emulating toxic masculinity yeah. kind of thing. And, right. and like the, the fact that you have like this swagger and this air about you, but it's with kindness is it just floored me. Like that was the most 
amazing takeaway I got from your clinics. And tell me more about like your mindset. Uh, that yeah, that, uh, that means a lot. Cause yeah. Cause I, I mean, that means a lot to hear just because I kind of, you know, even though I, you know, deal with a lot of people remotely like coaching and things like that, um, whether it's nationwide, worldwide, whatever, I still am like in this little bubble here in Cincinnati at our gym and, you know, with the same people. And I think, and, and I'm around people also who are you know, humble and, and what, and kind and stuff. And so, you know, maybe that's, you know, a product of just, you know, leadership, you know, um, but that's just what I'm used to. So it blows my mind if I see something online or if I go somewhere and experience those things, I'm like, what, like, why is this happening in powerlifting? Like, I don't know, like, and like, I, maybe I'm just like, kind of maybe stuck in the old ways of, you know, when I got into powerlifting in 2005, I was one of the, like, very few females that were doing it at the time, sure. you know, very few females, like now it's, you know, we can host a competition with a hundred and whatever, like 140 women, you know, which is so crazy cool. to me. Yeah. <laughs> because most competitions you would go to, even that one that I was said that I went to where it was like considered like the biggest competition in the world, the WPO at the time, uh, I was one of only, I think four females and we weren't, we weren't even lifters, oh we God. were guest lifters, you know, so we weren't even, you know, but we, I, we were, I was thrilled. I was like, I can't believe it. This is what, you know, so I just appreciated every little thing. You know, we never won prize money. Um, you know, a little bit later in my career, like there were some meets where I could win a little bit of prize money and it was just like mind blowing to me. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's really cool to see where it's come to now in that regard, you know, there's like, you know, the main event project, things like that, that are, you know, really pushing to make things, you know, more equal. Um, but I was going to say, we, I, I bet I you've think, been watching like the pro professional soccer yeah. negotiations and stuff with interest, right? right? Right. For sure. It's like, it's, you know, it's like, it's sort of like, it's about time and, you know, you can see all, you know, the, the women, let's say the soccer players that, you know, came, you know, 10, 20, you know, years ago that are just like, you know, thrilled, you know, like, just like I am with powerlifting, because like I said, back, back in the day, it was, and it's not even that long ago. I started in 2005. So, you know, 17 years ago, um, that it was just, like I said, like, you know, I just thrilled to be even invited to be a guest lifter at the biggest competitions in the world. There were, you know, you could go to like nationals or something like that, but to really like, you know, showcase, you know, your strength on the biggest platforms in the world, you, you know, you had to kind of just have this small invite and they only invited a few women, you know, so I think that, you know, just kind of go, coming up that way has helped a lot. And I just, I don't know, I just, I was lucky in that, like the group of guys to train with, right? uh, they were all like veteran lifters that were older and kind of like either retired or getting ready to retire from powerlifting. And they just like treated me really well and never let me have an ego. They, um, you know, really kept me humble. So I just kind of thought, well, this is how you're supposed to be, you know? I mean, I think I've always been that way too. I've never been like, sure. you know, an overly confident person, you know? Um, I was just thankful to be there. And so I think that's just carried through even like after powerlifting and coaching other people, there's just a certain way, you know, that I just think that you should be, you should always be paying it forward. And, um, I don't know, like, uh, this has always been kind of my, I, I kind of thought about like, what should I do after powerlifting and competing? And it was like, well, I want to help other people. You know, we did like, we taught the CrossFit powerlifting course for a long time, but then I kind of branched off later, like with the clinics that you attended, there were just smaller clinics that focused more on the things that I felt like people wanted to 
do, which was just, you know, technique and like sure. styling and the technique and learning different accessory movements. And uh, I actually honestly prefer, I, I love coaching people that are like newer, you know, newer lifters, um, you know, new to intermediate, you know, they're just like full of, um, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is they're just like, can't wait to yeah. gain more knowledge. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. there's no ego. They're just so driven and hardworking, you know, um, not to say that like people at the top aren't, but it for gets sure. a little yeah. more hairy there because, Ego-y, yeah. you know, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. And you've got like tons of people trying to throw information at them, you know, and, uh-huh. you know, so they're, they're just constantly, you know, sometimes not, I'm not saying everybody, but it, it's easy to want to doubt everything someone says. Yeah. So I love, love working with lifters, um, like I said, that are newer or like intermediate lifters that, you know, are just, they just want to be better. They put their full faith into the program or into me as a coach, you know, that, I I mean, I I always tell people like, I mean, uh, I could give you a terrible program, but if you really believed in it, you really believed in me, you're going to make progress. Like you'll make progress to a, to an extent, you know, so that's why I've like really worked hard to like make a great program. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just really try to foster that attitude of like, just, you know, just have blinders on, you know, like believe in what you're doing, um, have fun with it and you'll make progress. And like, you know, I, I coach people remotely and I've had people come and go, but I've had a lot of people that have stayed a long time that, and the ones that make the best progress are the ones, like I said, that, that do put their full faith and their trust into the program and into me. That brings up a a great story that I have to tell. So um, one story that I've heard from four or five different people uh, that you don't know, we've never talked about this, but this is when I decided to go to your clinic is because I lived at different gyms in the Detroit area. And um, I've heard lots of people tell me stories that they just drop in like the sweatshop or in on lifts that you're on and you'll be with a group of like three or four other women. And they're the people that drop in are much closer to identifying as beginners and you just work them into your set. Like it's nothing like you're just hanging yeah. out. <laughs> and for people that don't live to understand, um, it's a pain in the ass to work in somebody else. If, so if, if I'm lifting, like, let's say we're back squatting and I'm back squatting 250, and everyone else is, is back squatting 500 or more when it gets to my rotation, if we're all sharing the same pat- platform, you've got to strip the whole bar, add what it was for me. So it's, it's not an easy you know, thing it's not to do. Nothing at all. Yeah. It's not right, nothing. Right. And so I, I knew who you were. I knew about your record and people, one woman told me this, I was working on, I'm like, there is no way this woman lets you come in and work through her schedule with, with everyone that's doing like these huge lifts. And it was like person after person after person. And that's when, you know, I was like, I'm going to go when you were nearby and I did the first clinic. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go check out the clinic and see, but I mean, that is a testament to not only, you know, the, how much you you know believe in your program and the humility of you, but also like the people you surround yourself with, like, I've never met one person that, that you train with that has been an asshole, you know, like everybody is so incredibly cool and so uplifting. And again, yeah, that I've never, ever run into that (laughs) gym. So So, that was like, it sounds like you're influencing, like you're changing the culture perhaps. Right. I mean, if you, exactly my point, you're training trainers, like, yeah, that's what I, I don't want to be like the person in the gym. That's like, I control everyone. Cause I I've witnessed that, um, at other gyms, you know, where it's like, there's this one person that wants, um, control of everything. Like they don't want anybody to learn anything yeah, and be self-sufficient. They want to be mm-hmm. relied on for everything and make money and stuff like that. And I literally want, um, like the people that I have trained with, you know, 
actually personally trained within a group um, with my own training. I want them to learn and like, and them to be like helping other people, you know, like I'm only one person. And I, I, I just feel like you, that that's what I should do as a coach is teach you how to be a coach too, you know, and yeah. how to be self-sufficient because, you know, you shouldn't have to, you know, rely on one person to like tell you every single little thing, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yes, a coaching a good leadership. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why Kate, like Katie, like Katie is a perfect example. Katie has been um, we're, you know, training with me for, she, I can't, she came to, I mean, well, she did our first pro-am like, you know, mm-hmm. 11 years ago and, um, you know, and then started traveling down here to train and then ended up moving here. But, you know, she's kind of like the next person in line, as far as like, you know, what people, people always go to her for guidance and coaching I know I and do. stuff like that. And I, <laughs> and I love it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's great. Cause it's like, you know, and she does a great job with it. So, you know, that makes me feel good. Um, and you know, everybody in the gym helps each other and everybody has great cues, great advice. Um, you know, so that, that's what I like. I don't want to be the, this one person that tries to control everything, you know, you're not teaching people just to coach You're teaching them to be better human beings. Yeah. That's a huge difference to say, to go forward with humility. Cause again, you are just, you, whether you realize it or not, you're sort of dismantling this long ingrained in women misogyny of like you have to act like men do in order to get ahead in anything and you're right. and that is a deprogramming because you're the absolute best at what you do and you didn't have to act like that to do it with empathy right. yeah yeah I mean I definitely tried to like I am who I am I'm not gonna like be anything different to get more like let's say popular online or something like that like I literally am who I am I this is what I wear um, this is how, you know, this yeah. is how I look and listeners you know, she's wearing a comfy it. sweatshirt right now. I know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like this is, this is my attire and this, that's how it is. And, um, you know, so I'm really not going to, you know, I'm not going to be the cool guy online. You know what I mean? Like this personality is just like, all I focus on is, you know, passing along knowledge and, um, you know, it, it can be tough at times, you know, like, because if I wanted to get you know, advance my career more as far as like, you know, building more of a following or getting more online clients and stuff. It's, it is harder. I think it's getting better, but it's definitely still harder as a female. I find that with my clinics and stuff. I watch some guys, you know, no offense to them. They, you know, have, you know, a fair amount of knowledge, but they're like, really have a great personality, have this like cool, like following because they're funny and stuff like mm. that and they will pack out these seminars and pack out like you know all their training and stuff and I'm like man like you know I'm not trying to be like that as far as mm. what I'm it's still a little bit harder yeah. you know but you've not had the temptation to like wear a thong on Instagram oh, or right, anything right. you know like no, 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 no. really bring the people in <laughs> yeah exactly it, well like, actually I, that's a legit question <laughs> do you feel like there is still a huge difference in expectations for how a woman in the space would show up in social media yeah, instead I mean, of man. I mean, yeah, for sure. I feel like, I mean, if I wanted to take it to the next level, as far as, you know, like if I had this knowledge, plus I, you know, wore certain things or looked a certain mm-hmm. way, I'm sure that I could like, you know, get a whole lot more of, of a following, you know, but 
it's just not, it's literally not who I am, you know. It's <laughs> so and exhausting. There's so I much know, to shave. My like, God. It's, yeah, <laughs> so I know. I'm like, that seems like <laughs> a lot of work. Stops me. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of money I got to spend on like what I wear. I don't know. Right. Waxing. It's yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, All right. So I just focus on, yeah, like the coaching and uh, yeah. the knowledge and like just spreading information and that's it. So. That's cool. All right. Let's get into some <laughs> myth busting. I have some questions. The, the year is still fairly newish. I mean, you know, we're in the third month of the year, but um, everybody's still like, you know, back and forth probably with some sort of ideas of resolutions or whatever. And, and you know, summer's coming. So people are thinking about getting into routines and things. And so one of the myths that I love is that people are just born with discipline. So can we My talk, gosh. <laughs> right? So can we talk about how, basically how to start a routine and stay consistent with it, like actually how to um, develop the muscle of discipline and focus. We've yeah, been I mean, about it's definitely not. Early. Yeah, d- discipline is 100% like a, a practiced behavior. Like it's definitely not something anybody's born with. You know, I, I certainly like, even though I am, I, I guess I would consider to be disciplined, I, it, it's a struggle for me. It's not natural for me to like, you know, be super disciplined um, you know, in all, you know, realms of my life, you know, whether it's, um, nutrition, I mean, I love to eat sweets, you know, so that's always an issue for me. So there's certain things you have to do, whether it's with nutrition or, um, with training that to, to be disciplined. And that's just, you know, taking it step by step, you know, coming in, you know, once a week, you know, for a little while, you know, you know, not trying to like totally immerse yourself in coming to the gym five days a week, you know, right off the bat, you know, you got to take it slow. And, and definitely like what I would suggest to people is to invest in, I mean, if it's something that you're concerned about, like as far as discipline and getting into a routine, but invest in a personal trainer or, or someone, um, to hold you accountable, whether it's, you know, if someone joins CrossFit or a class or something like that, cause it really is helpful to have, cause I remember back when I was in college, I kind of wanted to get into working out, but I had, you know, I would go to the rec center. And I had no clue what to do. Like, you know, so, yeah. you know, so you really don't have the knowledge. So hiring someone who has the knowledge to get you started. But like I said, just, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, someone like a powerlifting coach or just a personal trainer, um, you know, they should be the goal for them is to teach you how to be disciplined and do this on your own. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're really just trying to like help people get out on their own, you know? Yeah. Um, so definitely like I always, you know, try to suggest that to people is to, Either, either find a partner, you know, to be training uh-huh. with or hire a personal trainer or join a class or something like something to keep you accountable is, uh-huh. is huge. Like accountability is enormous. And, um, you know, I kind of always refer to, for me, my discipline thing is nutrition. So, you know, like any way to, to hold yourself accountable, whether it's like telling people, this is what I'm doing, you know, cause when you, no, you tell your friends, tell your family, uh-huh. you know, what you're, you're about to, this goal that you have, you know, that kind of, that's even something that mentally holds you accountable. And then, you know, physically having someone uh, to keep you accountable is, is, you know, incredibly helpful too, you know, and, you know, like I said, starting off slow, start off slow, start off, you know, one to two days a week um, until you get that soreness out and, and whatnot. And then, you know, then start to go, you know, two, three times a week and whatever, like you might develop into something that's, you know, but another thing too, is routine for me. Like I'm a routine, like what keeps me disciplined is routine. So if I get up at the same time, every morning I get up Mm -hmm. early, um, you know, so there's no like fluctuation in like my days, like 
I, you know, I try to keep everything pretty uniform and that helps me like personally mm-hmm. with discipline. You know, I, I'm not someone that can like wake up at five today and then wake up at eight tomorrow. You know, my whole, my whole, everything's just going to be thrown off. So mm-hmm. I try to like lay out what I need to get done for the day um, with training, especially because my training has to happen in this, this time frame, like, or else it's not going to happen during the day, yeah. you know, so setting aside that time because you're busier. Cause you know, important. you just will yeah. lose. Yeah. I mean, focus or, yeah, but yeah. I'm busy. So it's like, you know, I want to make sure that like, that I'm committed to that, that time to train, mm. because if not, then it like, then I, I mean, I probably could fit it in somewhere else during the day as the late as the day goes on, but it's probably not gonna happen. Gotcha. You know, for me personally, like I have to figure, you know, everybody has to figure out some people are better at training later in the day, but for me personally, it has to happen in the morning, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. most people, you know, like it's a morning thing. And so sometimes that could mean having to get up extra early and it's hard at first, you know? So maybe, maybe at first you do a 10 minute workout cause you want to get up 10 minutes earlier. Um, you know, but like for me, I've kind of, I used to, when I wasn't quite as consistent, I used to be someone that would get up, I don't know, between seven and eight. And over time in like, you know, being more consistent and more into my routine and discipline, I get up, you know, usually around five now, um, you know, usually get up at five. That way I can get as much in as possible before I have to work. And, um, you know, it just makes me feel good for the rest of the day. You know, I'm, I'm, t- I'm personally tired at four or five o'clock in the afternoon. You uh, know? So sure. my training would suffer, you know, so I think yeah. to get the most out of your training, kind of like figuring out what day, time of the day is best for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, creating like a routine, like for me, that's my biggest, my big, biggest suggestion is, you know, finding a routine that you can, you know, and, and having it set up the day before, you know, planning mm-hmm. is everything, whether it's meal yeah. prep, yeah. you know, or anything for nutrition, like, you know, planning your day instead of just waking up and, you know, and kind of Scrounging winging it through the day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like make so, it like an appointment. Yeah. You know, so this you're is, saying, this is one time. let's break it down. You're saying one, have a plan. And so yeah. your plan is, Hey, I'm going to work out like, cause you, you also have to have things that are tangible. You have to have yeah. end goals. So it's like, I'm going to work out once a week. I'm going to start consistently getting up more in the morning at the same time. Let's say, yeah, it's just to yep. practice getting in that. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be a little better about my nutrition. So it's like, it has to be quantifiable. It has to, you right. have to have a goal and end in mind. That's sort of the message I want to send to people is that it's not haphazard and it's not through osmosis. It has to be right. so willful. And I read um, recently that book atomic habits. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, the idea mm-hmm. of, you know, basically becoming 1% better every day, 1% uh, is so easy, you know, like yeah. everybody can achieve 1%. And so I love the yeah, idea. Exactly. Of, yeah. Of, like small changes and, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're going to go into like deciding that you want to start training, like you said, have a plan and, and rather than just going to the gym and just kind of like, you know, haphazardly, like picking something to do, yeah. having a, a plan, you know, like I said, whether it's a trainer, a training partner, there's apps now, mm-hmm. you know, they so have a routine that, you know, you're yeah. going to be going through. Yeah. You know exactly what you're yeah. going to do. So you have a, a scheduled time that you've made for yourself, like an appointment, yeah. you go to the gym and you have your plan right there. So it's easy yeah. to follow. And then, yeah. And, and I think, and you know, when you're done, that, and you feel satisfied with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you do that, like when you, when you, you know, done something physical, you're probably going to be more likely to make some nutritional hat, you know, changes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like, like crazy at first, even if it's drinking more water at yeah. first, you know, and then like, okay, this week I'm going to, you know, cut down on soda or something future that, or, 
you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, or, or this week I'm going to try to like not eat as much sugar. That's always my thing, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that brings yeah. us to the next myth. Can you outwork a bad diet? No. And I am a prime <sighs> example of that because I, you know, I mean, I ever since you know, I've been, I haven't competed in powerlifting in like, um, like seven and a half years. Um, I still train that way. I still lift. I still, you know, do all the things, you know, not to that extent or that level, but I still, uh, you know, weight, you know, do weight training, but I do a lot more cardio and conditioning now. And I've been like really pushing it even more. So the last, like, I think quarantine really like kicked that off. It was like, well, what else am I going to do except for get outside, like run and do stairs and all this stuff. So Netflix, you, know, I, you weirdo Netflix. That's what you do. That's yeah, what right. I, I, I laid on the couch and gained a bunch of weight. I don't know what. <laughs> I did a lot of that too, but, um, I mean, I do. So what I, basically I'm trying to say is like, now I'm to the point where I'm like, I'm doing like, you know, I also really enjoy working out. I like to push myself, whether it's, you know, with powerlifting or if it's out, if I go for a run or go do the stairs, it's like, I'm always trying to get better. And so, you know, I think about my week of training. I'm like, man, I do an an immense amount of exercise, but, um, I'm certainly not the the pounds aren't shedding off of me. You know what I mean? I still have like things I would like to improve about my body, but, um, my diet isn't hundred percent. I'm totally willing to admit that, you know, it's, you know, I eat all the healthy things, you know, I know exactly what I should be eating and I eat it all but it's the extra stuff that I eat on top of it. You know, my favorite so, post um, of yours is, is every time she posts like a piece of cake or something and she always posts the cake and says, why I'll never have abs. <laughs> oh, literally. I'm just like, okay, if you eat four cupcakes, then, you know, like, instead Only of just saying, like, oh, this, yeah, yeah. Four <laughs> cupcakes followed by, you know, ice cream, you know, it's, it's but do like, you feel like that's some, I mean, again, there's always the balance of like physical and mental health. Right. And, and oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not mad about it. I definitely, yeah, I, compromise, I, I, right? Like, I'm not upset about it because I do get in all the healthy stuff that I right. want need to get You're in. Still treating your body well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm still treating my body well. I still drink. You know, I, I drink um, plenty of water every day. I, I take all the best, you know, vitamins I'm supposed to. I do all those things. It's just I like to enjoy myself too, and right. um, so I'm not like beating myself up, myself up over it. I feel okay about it because I do you know, like I said, eat the right foods. Um, I exercise as much as I'm supposed to. Um, I just, I'll, I'm probably just not going to be one of those people that is like, says no, to no sugar. Everything. No. Yeah. <laughs> now, so speaking of mental health, so, so you're not training to compete at this point, but, um, and I'm sure some of this is, is your like branding to promote what your, your training and stuff. You need to keep a certain physique and stuff. Right. But do you notice um, if you are out of your routine, if you're not working out, what what effects does it have on, on you mentally? Um, I, I I really needed like just for I don't know what the word I would look for. Like you know I don't know if I feel sad or depressed or whatever. But I really needed to like feel happy in a way because not because I mean I'm sure the endorphins and whatnot. But for me, like I am such a routine person that if I were to fall out, I mean, of course I take rest days, you know, I'm not mad mm-hmm. that, that I, it feels great because, you know, I can tell my body so that's part more. of the routine. Yeah, exactly. Part of the routine. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, if I, um, you know, for some reason, whatever reason I, uh, you know, fall out of the routine for a week, I, um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It makes me feel mm-hmm. lethargic and, you know, I don't get that release of hormones and endorphins that, 
that I get mm-hmm. to start my day. I, you know, when I, when I train early in the morning like that, I feel energized for the day. It really does. Um, and it kind of keeps me motivated in other ways too, to stay on task for, you know, cause I have to do a lot of computer work for like re- remote training. I do personal training too. Um, but I find that the days that like, if I have like a long weekend or something like that, where I you know don't train and most likely probably don't eat well either, then it just, it just doesn't feel good. I don't physically feel good. I don't, you know, mentally feel good. I don't feel motivated. feel like you're letting yourself like down kind of. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with, with people, like if you develop your routine and develop your discipline, it, it, it really carries through and only gets stronger over time because, mm-hmm. um, you know, at this point right now, I can't think of a time that I, other than when I had COVID that I, Ugh. um, just didn't work out for more than a couple days. You know what I mean? Like where I like was out of my routine, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, so it you got your Netflix happen. time in, it sounds like that. If you were on the I do, I mean, I really, yeah, okay. I mean, so I'm don't worry, Simon, she's okay. I mean, yeah. I, I work out, I work and I will watch plenty of shows. I love watching yeah. shows. <laughs> it's balance. It's all balance. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So our next question here is, um, it's again, another myth that I absolutely love is that, that some people just have better willpower and, and uh, that willpower is just something that you have, or you don't have, and it has nothing to do with temptation being around you. I, I don't think that's true either. Cause, uh, I mean, I would, I think that by nature, I don't have good willpower. Nobody you know does. I mean? it's, Here, it's, totally, it's a trick yeah, question, it's, Laura. It's no just, one does. Yeah. It's literally like, <laughs> exactly. you know, sort of like the discipline thing. It's like the discipline thing. It like, it literally takes practice, you know, and yeah. it, I think that willpower and discipline are like, like almost one in the same, as far as like, you know, develop, developing a routine or, um, you know, practicing habits, you know, that whatever, if, if for, let's say for me, like, if it's like, okay, I really want to improve my willpower to not eat the cupcakes, um, you know, or eat sugar. Well, I'm just going to do little things that will help me facilitate that. Like, uh, like maybe not having it in the house. Like I have a lot of it in the house, you know, my husband yeah. like eats what, whatever he wants. You oh know, so yeah. He's there. a giant also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if I were to say like, Hey, like I really need to, um, I, this is something that I really need. I obviously, you know, don't have the willpower to do it with this stuff around. Can we, not keep it here. He would hundred percent, you know, do that. Mm. Like, so having, you know, people that are supportive helps too. Um, you know, but doing, doing some little things like that. Like if I knew that I wanted to improve my willpower in this certain area, well, then I'm going to like, like find the little things, the triggers that cause exactly, that and start yeah. to like try to like remove mm-hmm. those, you know, I love it. I, lo- I mean, yeah. everyone has it. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah. I, I watch it, I follow your social media. I follow Tia Toomey's and Tia did a, a YouTube, you know, and you know, she's the fittest, you know, CrossFitter in the last five years. And she said in the video, she's like, I talking about willpower. And she, you know, said the same thing. She's like, I, I have no willpower. She's like, I would eat all the things if they were in the yeah. house. <laughs> I literally can just keep it away from me. And that way I don't eat all the things, but she's like, yeah. you know, she talks about like um, sea salt, chocolate caramels and, and, you know, donuts and, and pizza being her favorite things. And she's like, I indulge in them once in a while, but otherwise, yeah, if they're in the house, I will destroy yeah. them. Yeah. She's like, and so like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so if, if the strongest and the fittest women in the, in the world are saying it's literally because it's around you and, and it's not about willpower, yeah. it's about temptation, then maybe, maybe we're onto something here that it, it's, yeah. well, you know, and I love that all of you are saying, it's not that I withhold this stuff from me. It's not, right. that it's yeah, just that I never. have discipline about it. It's part of my routine. It's part of my discipline. Yeah. I just let it, you know, build it into a sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I feel a lot better and like, you know, 
more accomplished when I do like make a plan, even for something like this, where it's like, all right, I'm just not going to have it in the house, but like this weekend, like I have these plans with my family and it's a birthday party. I'm going to eat a piece of cake, you know, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Um, it's when it just becomes something that's just like happening, like just randomly, like without you know, on a Wednesday without mm-hmm. intention, you know, that yeah. that's what bums me out a little bit right? and makes me feel a little bit counterproductive about, you know, all the other healthy things I do in my life. Right. It, it yeah. does, it does tie into the idea that, um, you can only be fit if you look a specific way. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, I, I mean, I have seen, I, I mean, I mean, look at Leah Reichman. I mean, she yeah. can like outwork so many people, but I mean, she's six foot tall and 300 pounds. You know what I mean? Like she's, you know, the definition of fit in my eyes, you know what I mean? Like, like she's a workhorse. She's strong. Um, no, no, she's, she's terrifying. She's beyond strong. Yeah. She's terrifying. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, that's, I, I mean, I know people, and I also know plenty of people that look a certain way there might be some women that look a certain way because the way they eat or something like that but you know they're not very fit that's exactly where I wanted to go with this is that I've I've worked out with people who were who were like aesthetically uh, you know specimens of human beings and you know they you know they couldn't pull more than 100 pounds no well malnourishment is a real thing right yeah (laughs) Yeah. and they were they were just like all the way around it wasn't even about how strong they were just they just weren't very healthy yeah and uh, and so absolutely I it is the thing that what I like about, especially the world of powerlifting is that it welcomes all body types. And, you know, and, right. it, and that's the thing is like, not everybody is going to look the same way and you could absolutely have the same level of health and fitness and, and be in different packaging. And um, I always want to encourage women, especially women that are listening, like, you know, you will not be judged, come and lift and, no, and be strong right. and get healthy, regardless of whether you uh, you know, fit the highly stylized, highly photoshopped photos of Instagram that you see of, you know, exactly. of fitness influencers, or if you exactly. look like a human being, exactly how they do not stylized in Photoshop. Right. <laughs> now, right. Can That's we what talk- I love about women's powerlifting is it's celebrated, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you said, nobody's judging, like literally it's like, it's, it, you know, everybody is celebrated for just for their accomplishments rather than like how they look, you know? Yeah. Now to be a person who can defend themselves in this world and take care of themselves and stuff like being fit and strong is a benefit, but women have been taught not to aim for those things. And that muscles are a problem, right? Like, do you still feel like that's the messaging that's kind of out there? And where do you, luckily, I think that we're like really getting away from that. Like maybe 15 years ago, that was for sure. a thing. I remember like when I got into bodybuilding and got into powerlifting and was, you know, putting on muscle and stuff, you know, you know, even people that were close to me in my life, you know, uh, especially like other women, I mean, men will definitely say stuff. Uh, I mean, to pause that for a second, I, uh, someone, one of the girls in the training group, they got a comment on one of their videos and it was, you know, not nice. It was something about the way they looked or whatever. And, um, manish, you know, probably. from some, ra- some random dude, like on Instagram yep. and, you know, and I was, and they were just like, so upset. And, um, uh, and like some of the other people in the group are like pretty upset and they're, they're kind of like newer lifters. And, um, and I just was like, so what I did was I went back to my, all my old YouTube videos, because that's what we had. Like, you know, if you were going to upload anything, it was like, oh my God, it was such a, a 
really long process <laughs> yep, to yep. get your video off the camcorder and onto YouTube. Um, but we did it. And, uh, I know, literally. Um, but, you know, so I went back and I like screenshotted, like I had so many just based on like just a handful of videos, people that were nasty. They were nasty, you know, just like she looks like a man or, you know, just yep. get, like because they had muscle or something like that or, um, or whatever, you know, lots of just negative comments. And I just was like, you know, just to try to give them a little perspective that, that this still, that still happens, but I mean, it's gotten a lot better. Um, you know, even on the women's side, like, you know, it used to be like, you know, women would like see another female that had muscle and be like, that is gross. I never want to look like that. You know, being me in personal training, I remember back in the day, having women would say that, like, they're like, I know you do the powerlifting, but I don't want to look like that. You know, <laughs> like comments like that. And I was like, I trust me. Like, Thanks. you will never look like you know, the kind of work yeah, yeah. that Girl. it takes to do this. <laughs> Your wildest dream. I cannot right. have this conversation one more time with someone that says they'll call me and be like, hey, you know, I saw that you lift and I, and I want to work out, but I don't want to get bulky. I'm like, if you can figure out the, the secret to that, because I would love yes. to get that bulky. I would love that. And right. I work or, my old yeah. ass to the ground for that and I don't get it. So. <laughs> I know, I know. Or like, I just look at a weight and I get bulky. I'm like, you no, know you don't. No, you, no don't. you don't. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you goddamn liar. No, you don't. Right. <laughs> but My- I think it's gotten so much better now. Like it's so much better. And I, I do I have always said this. I, I do credit CrossFit a little bit with that because yeah. um, you know, the yeah, the amount of people that more it reaches mainstream. and yeah. yeah, it's so much more mainstream. And you know, these women are coming to these classes and then they're being exposed to lifting and they're loving it and realizing that like I'm lifting heavy in my classes and I'm, you know, doing this conditioning and stuff. And I love the way I look, I'm not bulky. I like the way I look. Um, and if, and they're like getting muscle and liking it and they're realizing, okay, this is actually attractive. It's not well, and it's unattractive. easy to live your life when you're strong. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, like the basics of it, you can just do more things more easily and you have better stamina right. and stuff, right? Like yeah, we've been discouraged sure. from just being kind of the fittest versions of ourselves, I think, because yeah. skinny was premium, you know? And, yeah. And have you ever met any, any like, you know, 90% of the men that exist on earth, especially white men feel like they always have to have an opinion. They always have to tell you something about what they're thinking. Like, you know, and I was listening with a friend of mine and she is aesthetically a specimen of jacked. Like she is gorgeously fit, super, super muscular, really strong. And a guy came up to us. We were just live. We don't know this guy minding our own business. And he's like, I don't know how uh, you could look all manly like that. And I looked at him and I said, judging, I said, judging by your physique, I bet it's confusing. You pencil neck little uh, jackass. Like don't walk up yeah, and just like, would, you, would you somebody? like some tips? I don't would never want somebody to be hurt by something like that because it's like just you just have to th- think about the fact that like there's this person that's like I don't know, just willing to hurt someone's feelings just so openly like yeah. that, like right to your face you know, and having a, first of all, to have such a dumb opinion as it, as it is, but to actually like to say it out it. loud to someone yeah. to share it and the insecurity you know, is, yeah. To know that that's going to make that person possibly feel bad about themselves. is just, oh my gosh, not even worth being upset about. Cause that's not a good person. And who like, I, I gotta tell you, I'm never looking at other people in the gym or any situation go, I don't want to look like that. Like why do, yeah. you, why do you even have an opinion? You weirdo. Like right, if, right. She's, if you're not trying to hit on her, she's not for you. That's not what you're into. 
move along, little man. Like, yeah, why, exactly. why even say anything? It's just so <laughs> weird to me. So you think it's women's bodies have long been like for public consumption that everybody gets to have a vote and a say on, you know, and I, I think that that's changing slowly and with like your reaction, I mean, hopefully you'll think about it, you know, but yeah. And, you know, we're having so many more kind of influencers that are body positive and, you know, just hopefully changing the, the conversation you know right right that is true that it's like yeah like it's hopefully it yeah like you said it is changing a lot but you know up until more recently it was kind of like yeah you, you just like it was like a thing to have to see a woman and like just immediately like have a judgment on like i want you know how they look you know mm-hmm. it's just super messed up and even by well, other we women rigid too. rules yeah. about yeah. what you're supposed to look like as a man and as a woman, right? Like men face right. this too, you know, like they're supposed to be right. stacked. Well, a lot of them don't have interest or a capability or whatever. You know, I mean, like that's not muscles aren't guaranteed, you know, Yeah. just because yeah. you're a man and being petite and tiny and you know, all that is not guaranteed or necessary or even wise on a woman, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah, there are like so many, I want to point out the positive influencers you said, Sarah, and I don't, do you follow uh, at all uh, Steph Goudreau? I do. I, I just think I, I love yeah, she's like, awesome. Like she posts Steph Kudrow is amazing. And I, I will share her stuff below too, but cool. she's, in, she's one of my favorite influencers who, who constantly reminds people like, you know, fitness isn't punishment for food that you eat, you know, right, and, and yes. like you right. know, positive messages, basically saying exactly what you just said, Laura, which is like, you know, try baby steps, do one day a week, try to drink mm-hmm. more yeah. water, try to, you know, like, but it's okay to be a human being. It's okay. And, right. And yeah, she, she gives pushes. really good advice. And she was, she, uh, I had her in, um, a seminar actually in Ireland. Like she was, her cool. husband's Irish and yeah, I yeah. Think, uh, yeah, Irish. And, and so, uh, when we oh my God, if he's Scottish, there, you're in so there. much trouble, by the way. Yeah. He, he might be Scottish. I say if he's Scottish, you yeah, call him Irish. Accent, you might be in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> she also maybe like, already had, on your um, front porch right now. So <laughs> she had, I don't know if she still has the website, but it was stupid, easy paleo. And she huh. had the best recipes. I yes. mean, everything huh. I made that she made was so good. Yeah. It was yeah. really good. I followed that on YouTube and I I think she still has her. Yeah. She still has the podcast, but yeah. Anyway, she's, she's another person like you, where I just think it's, it's lovely. And it's nice to see, she has a big following as well, you know, as, as you, and it's fun to see as women, um, a lot of, you know, body positive forward women in fitness spaces, Mm -hmm. especially. Yeah. And so, you know, so that is, that is a very, very hopeful because again, um, I, you know, will say in the, some of the lifting situations that I was in, I got more shit from women than I did men, Yeah, you know? And yeah. so yep. it's, it's, it's interesting. Yep. It, it's tough because someone like me is um, it's not about uh, the routine as much as for me, lifting is exactly like people describe um, mood stabilizers, like actual like Prozac and things like that. Like that I get so much endorphin rush that I feel grounded and happier and healthier and, and more emotionally just balanced. It feels it's, it's, it's my greatest thing. So it's really shitty for some, for people that like, this is the greatest attribute they can give to their life for some people. And there's people that want to take that joy away simply to fit in some sort of thing. That's, you know, preconceived notion of their head of, of what, fit people are what you should look like what you should be like and you know it's life is not hard and life is not easy on women you know in in any sense of the word you know (laughs) so speaking of women speaking of um 
just the actual biological facts of being a woman in fitness space. Um, we've talked a little bit about how, uh, just like cyclically, you know, just during our cycle and stuff, we change like our, our stamina, our strength, our like coordination. I mean, that kind of stuff. Have you noticed any of that? And do you teach that to, to your, you know, your female lifters? I haven't, but like, it's funny that you say that. Cause we've like, you know, just collectively in the gym, like the group of women that I train with and work with, you know, have like actually like started like having a conversation about it more recently about like tracking that because, you know, most of us feel, um, you know, I know I feel like a little bit more energized or stronger, like after, you know, like maybe oh, like yeah. during to after my period, you know, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, the week or two leading up to starting my cycle, it's like, start to feel tired, insomnia sets in, you know, it's, it's line up those know, cupcakes. So, on yeah, shelf exactly. and just like Pac-Man through them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just is a bummer that like, you know, for most of us, like we can't really like line that up with like a competition, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like it just is right. what it is. If it's, it falls on a day that it's like, you know, a few days before your period, that's kind of a bummer. And so sometimes I have had to like have that conversation with lifters that like, you know, maybe didn't do as well as they wanted to, or be, didn't feel good. The, the day of a competition, it's like, yeah, that is a factor, you know, that is yeah. definitely a I factor. I think we've underestimated it for a long time. You know I mean? We yeah. certainly have dismissed women's pain and stuff like cramps or nothing, you know, like, I mean, we, we've, we've done that to women for eternity, but I think all of the ways that it affects all of our systems, we, we haven't investigated enough. And I think there's more yeah. to that, you know? So I think they're starting to, some people are starting to like track it more carefully and like, yeah, make some life choices, training choices, if they can around it a little bit. Yeah, you definitely. Know, like, you know, you. during those, those weeks, you know, a week or whatever the days are that, you know, that, that you feel the best, you know, kind mm-hmm. of plan your training month around that, you know, and the, the days that aren't going to be that good, like kind of like, maybe that's a great time to deload, you know, <laughs> and it is taking the shame out of it because I t- I've talked yeah. to Sarah about this before. Like, I don't think it's never happened to me personally, but I, I don't think I've ever trained with a woman that lifts really heavy, that has had kids that hasn't pissed herself at some point. Yeah. Because the pelvic yeah. floor yeah. issues, it's a real right. thing. You know, like men don't oh, have to yeah. deal with that. You know what I mean? And so the yeah. idea of like how much, how important pelvic floor health is for women, especially uh, lifting. And so these are all these nuanced things that absolutely affect us differently than men. Not that men don't have a pelvic floor, but we definitely have, you know, especially women that, that are, you know, that have given birth, like there's a lot more. And I mean, Sarah can, Sarah worked in that world for a long time. Uh, yeah, so, OB-GYN as yeah. a physician assistant. Yeah. And so you, and you know, I've had my down. own babies. So I'm keggling right now while we're having these conversations. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. Can you tell it on my face? Do I look stricken? Yeah. You, you, the, right. the Kegel face. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but we do, we have talked a little bit about that. It's very interesting how, um, it's just never, again, it feels so like taboo. We never, ever talk about it. No. Uh, Again, because I think it's like men's space, you know, like we assume yeah. like, you know, well, they're going to be uncomfortable. This isn't, this doesn't apply to them. So, you know, we're, yeah. we're trying to like yeah. always stay kind of small and in the corner instead of being like, this is our reality. Let's get into it. You know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so- and I think, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, nobody really bats an eye. Like if it happens, you know what I mean? Like I think yeah. we're all kind of, yourself. yeah, we're all kind of like, we all understand even the men, the guys, at least the ones that I'm surrounded with, like, yeah. it's just like, oh, you know, Shit it happens, happens, you know, happens. it happens, you know, <laughs> exactly. And they're just happy that it's not happening to them. 
you know, they don't have to deal with it. As a We're guy, all happy you know? it's not happening to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not you. You're like, oh, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good, so, again, like with the body positivity, that's a good kind of just like forgiving and gracious way to live in your body, you know, just like yeah. there's going to be some consequences to things that exactly. my body's been through, right? Like, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, oh, I, also, I, I should found... put a plug in for like, it can be fixed too, you know, like if it's yeah, really bad, exactly, it's really bothering exactly. you and you're having like, please go do see a urologist yes. or a GYN. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think for a while, like, it, like it was just like, oh, it's just, you know, because I remember way back in the day, like, it, you know, being at powerlifting meets or whatever, and, or being around females that that would happen. It was just like, we didn't really know that that, that was something that'd be fixed. It was just like, oh, that, it is what it is. You had kids. Right. Um, I mean, it happens to, to women that haven't had kids. Too. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just sort of one of those things that was just like, oh, you know, that's just what you're going to have to deal with. Wear a pad, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, but now we're like, oh, wait, we can do these things to fix it. Yeah. So how yeah, weird is it of all the podcasts you've done that you're actually doing a podcast talking about periods and, and pelvic floor I health? I know, this is definitely <laughs> the, dude, the bros don't ask you about this. No. Oh, bros bros don't ask how your pelvic floor health is? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, see, that would be a violation. Like, I don't know that, they, that you want them to, right? Like, No, no, not at all. Fine, thanks. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do one final question and Sarah's going to ask you a couple fun ones. And so my final question is, um, and this one's a bit selfish as well, because it's a little more, uh, also a little about for myself, but um, how would you advise people to um, start coming back after setbacks, whether it's an injury or illness, how, um, how would you approach training coming back? Um, just slowly, almost like you're um, kind of back to square one. I always like try to like encourage people though, that like, you're, it's obviously not, you're not, not back at square one. Like you've mm. built a solid foundation, even if it's an injury that like, you know, a knee surgery or something like that, that's going to set you back several months, like coming back. I mean, Katie's a great example. I mean, she had an ACL tear, had the surgery and like, I, I it almost went so quickly that it was like, I, you, we forgot that it even happened, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause, um, coming back to it, it was just like, again, here we go back to like making a game plan. It's like having a good, you know, plan of attack, whether it's coming back from an illness or an injury, like, um, coming back, knowing, you know, not like full bore, like not trying to go back to the gym on Monday, the day that you're cleared and like, just go all in, you know what I mean? That's not going to work. Like you're going to get discouraged. You're going to feel terrible. Um, so kind of like, whether it's for yourself or like with a coach or something like that, making a, a game plan to kind of ease your way back into it. Um, if you are someone that trains based off of percentages, like knock those percentages way down, um, base your percentages off of a, off of a, a max, it's a lot lower than what, you know, that you might've been before. Um, so, you know, whether it's conjugate or like something that's percentage based, like, um, you know, it's still, I don't know, you can still adapt it to whatever your circumstances are so yeah. like like obviously we do conjugate so it's like if someone's coming back you know we're gonna do you know like with katie we did a lot of backwards sled work yeah uh things that are gonna be still gonna build her strength but also um rehabilitate and strengthen her knee you yeah. know so if you're sick and you know we saw this a lot the last couple of years people getting covid super bad yeah. and then coming back and it's just like we had to take it really really slow because um, 
they might've like, after a couple of weeks, like felt like mentally felt really good. And then they get in the gym and it's just like, I can't catch my breath. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, my muscles well, that can be are so defeating. I'm so tired. Yeah. You know, you can get so yes. mad at yourself. Like we're not necessarily sure. gracious and patient with ourselves intuitively. No. We're pissed. Yeah. People right? get super discouraged. Like, oh my gosh, right. like I'm going to lose everything. And, um, you know, so it's like, no, we just have to like, take it slow this, you know, like with the COVID thing and coming back, like we saw that, like, it was like this week, we're just going to train maybe two days. Um, we're going to focus more on accessory work. We're not going to like hit a one rep max. Or, yeah. yeah. You're going to um, do big do compound anything. movements and stuff. Yeah. Right? No yeah. compound movements. We're just going to yeah. do accessory work, pull the sled, um, just blood flow, you know, focusing on blood flow for a little bit. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, you just add one or two things in a week. The next thing you know, you're back. Like, you know, I've just been done this long enough to see this. I, so I try to tell people I sound like my parents or something like that, you know, um, you know, Slow and steady. You're, right, nice. you're right. Exactly. And it's just like, Oh yeah, that is so true. You know, I've just have seen enough now to know that, I mean, an injury or an illness is just a tiny little setback. There right. is no reason why you can't come back full, like to a hundred percent or better, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I've just seen it with everybody that's willing to put in the work and, mm-hmm. you know, and not get discouraged, not let them, themselves get discouraged, you know, um, so mental, every, right? Yeah. It it's, is so, so mental. it's you against yeah. you. I mean, especially if you were like me, I train by myself mostly. And it's just like, it's me against my, especially. my bodybuilding.com app or me against me. Right. right. My, my whole game has been, I, I had a brain injury from COVID and lost my, my grip strength in my right hand. And it, I had a year of therapies and stuff. And so the game yeah. that I've been playing, I basically make a game out of it. And all I've been doing is like, I, like you said, knocking my percentages way down, but also yeah. I just hyper-focus on technique, slow, yeah. steady. So then I just do a lot less reps, a lot lighter weight. Yeah. And I just clean, I figure I took now as an t- opportunity to clean everything up. And yeah, then- uh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. That's a great opportunity to go back to the basics and like almost re- reteach yourself. Um, the like technique, you know, there's nothing wrong with like completely changing your plan. Like, you know, I change my plan all the time, you know, based on like, all right, I've been running a lot lately. So yeah, I'm not going to, you know, the, you know, just kind of like change your game plan. You can always go back, you know, you're, you're still lifting. You're just doing it in a different manner until you get to the point where you're, yeah. Like you said, like you're, you got that grip strength back and you can do the things that you did before safely right like first yeah. i mean safely yeah. and lovingly to yourself instead of yeah you know, breaking yourself further because you're impatient you know right and in like you know not losing sight there's a small percentage of people who are actually trying to make it to the top of the world of powerlifting or, or whatever sport or, or anything um so everybody else we're just trying to like be healthy you know what i mean so yeah, we kind exactly. of lose sight of that it's like oh my god i'm gonna lose all my strength um, if I'm not doing like, like one rep maxes or 90%, you know, volume, it's like, no, I mean, we're, st- we're still doing this to be healthy because we love working out, you know? Uh-huh. So if you have to change your game plan, game plan a little bit, like, let's not like forget like why we're even doing this, you know? Yeah. I mean, the best advice that was given to me, I was talking to my friend, Bruno, who's a, who's a big lifter in Florida and, um, he's been helping me do about Bruno. We, we don't talk about him on the show, but uh, yeah, we, uh, we, he was talking me through, uh, helping me do some programming and stuff. And, and, um, I'd said that, you know, of course I'm going ego first and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, my dad deadlift was almost 400 pounds and now I'm lifting like 150. And, um, 
and it's taking forever to move up or whatever. And he's like, um, did you want to lift heavy numbers or do you want to be alive? He's like, isn't the point is yeah. to, to have like longevity. He's like you, you survived something huge and you're already yeah. at the gym. And I was like, fair point, you know, like it, it's well, and speaking exactly. of blood flow, how much good are you doing for your yeah. brain, getting your body moving, right. getting, you know, like this is all beneficial. I mean, you, who knows yeah. where you'd be at in your healing process if you weren't doing this, right? Like. Well, it's yeah. a very interesting point for the fact that one of the difficulties I had was with speech and stuttering. And that's how I figured out that I had the brain injury. I was editing podcasts and I'm like, why the hell am I stuttering so much? And um, I notice uh, I still have trouble with word recall. And I notice after, after, especially heavier lifts, because it is so much blood flow. Uh, it's way better. Yeah. Every single day yeah. is way better. Interesting. And, wow. Uh, it's, it, it, it's huh. incredible, but it is the reminder, as you said, Laura, to everybody, like we're lifting to be healthy and, yeah. and be alive. It just squeezes and, all those yeah. exactly. <laughs> quality of life, you know, and that's what he and I were talking about. He's like, you know, you're doing this for better quality of life more than anything. Yeah, right. Like I have no illusions of grandeur of like, you know, doing world records or anything. I just want to be well yeah. at this point. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I love it. All right. You ready for my questions? Okay. Yep. When do you feel the most like joyful and free laughing, just kind of yourself? I honestly, like when, if you just asked me that my first instinct, instinctive response is like when I'm with my whole family, like my sisters, like we all get to get, we don't get together to get together all the time, you know? So it's every couple months that we're actually all together. And I like, that's not, we, I don't know something about that. Cause I'm kind of like a little bit socially awkward as far as like, I don't really go out. I like, I have all my friends from powerlifting and I, you know, we do stuff, but, um, something about my sisters and my mom and my parents, like my parents and like all of us, even my, all my brother-in-laws and stuff like that. When we get together, we laugh so much, like, you know, just growing up, like I'm the most comfortable with my family. I would say. Yeah. yeah. You feel safe. It sounds like, yeah, so that you can, totally let so it all I can actually and- like not feel socially awkward and I can just like say funny things and not worry about getting judged. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you are in good company here. We are the most yeah. socially awkward. So this is why we podcast alone in our homes instead of yeah. going out and being with in my your humans, stranger danger. Right. Um, okay. My other question is what are you reading and what are you watching right now? Ooh. Um, so I have to admit, like, I don't do a ton of actually physical reading. I listen to things. That's okay. It counts. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I've been currently like going through the whole, um, I don't know if you listen to Dr. Huberman, um, but he's oh, yeah. got a great Huberman's podcast. Lab. Yeah. Yeah. Huberman's lab. So like, you know, I, when I'm walking the dogs or, um, running the stairs or whatever, I'm only listening to podcasts. Like, cause I just, you know, and I didn't used to do that for a long time. It just was so busy that I was just like, had really no extra time for like learning. It felt like. And then it was like, wait a minute, I'm doing all this, like I'm down at the stadium, running the stairs for an hour. I'm walking the, the dogs for 45 minutes, you know, and I just wasn't doing anything. I wasn't listening to anything. And it was just like, so I've been hooked on podcasts for the last couple of years, you know, to listen to that. I mean, I have listened to books too. Like the Atomic Habits was one that was mm. recently, mm-hmm. um, so four good. hour, four hour work week. Is it four, four hour yeah. body? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was one that I did recently. Um, but mostly like right now, it's just like listening to all of Dr. Huberman stuff. Cause I just, I don't know, sometimes I get distracted. Like if I'm li- reading something or listening to something, I'm easily distracted, but like he puts this like sciencey learning type stuff into stuff. Like I'm like, Oh, he like kind of dumbs it down for me a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool that I can like learn from 
from his, uh, you know, stuff that I really like actually wanted to learn, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and then watching. Slower. Yeah. Yeah. Watching. I have like several shows. Um, um, right now I've, what am I watching? Cause it's like, I have so many, um, I watch a million little things. I love that show. Um, and Big Sky, like these are shows that are like kind of come out each week. Um, this is us. I've been watching. Oh, Why? So you want to cry. You want to sit in front of your TV and sob till you vomit. That's what your goal is. <laughs> Drama's that's a, wonderful. That's a, million little, a million little things too. Like when I, that's, that, one that's with- not one that I followed, but like I just started watching like this, the whole first season. I don't think I've cried so much in my whole life. I that's was what, just like, a, why am I doing this to myself? That- suicide the first episode yeah. right and it's yeah, sean yeah. spencer from psych he's one of the guys yeah yeah okay yeah i haven't so watched good. it yet i need to i right. do i want to oh, watch it too i, I uh-huh. don't and yes. i do okay maybe <laughs> really we should do good. it and talk about it on the show right yeah mm, i like it's, it it's super okay. good i love yellowstone so i watched all that so i've heard good yeah. things about that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> okay and then my last question is tell us that you're a trainer without telling us you're a trainer I don't know. Oh, I got to, I, can I, you want me to jump in and help you You constantly walk around with chalk on your black pants. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm always dirty. Like I wear nothing <laughs> but black, but it's like, yes, it's like there's chalk on me. Like I went to the doctor yesterday and like, you know, how, like the lights in the, in a doctor's office are so um, bright. Like, yeah. it's just like, I was just like, I was looking at my clothes cause I had to like put the gown on my clothes are sitting on the chair. I'm like, I am gross. Like dog hair, chalk. Like I just come from the gym. It was just like, oh my gosh. I just didn't realize how much I collect dirty things. I I have chalk all over my steering wheel and my gear. Yeah. If if, if you don't have a chance to wash your hands before you leave, it's just like, I know. I'm like, oh, I keep like alcohol wipes in my car. Cause I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, I did not, I just like had four hours of clients and like I left there without washing my hands and I was so grossed out so I'm like wiping down my steering wheel yep. wiping down the, the thing the gear shifter <laughs> so yes that is a good one because yes Same. if you see me you'd be You're like funky. hi what does she do I am funky for a sure <laughs> what do I do a lot of cocaine so much yeah. cocaine I'm covered in white <laughs> I think you have to be pretty bad at cocaine if you're getting yes. all of your pants right like I don't for know sure, much about yeah. it but I think that that's like seems like a lot of, a lot of money wasted <laughs> right. I get pulled over what if you know I'm pulling you over I'm bad at cocaine I don't I don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right so real quick uh tell people uh that would want to train with you about Queen Bee Power your program yeah yeah I do uh remote training or in-person training uh I, all that information is on queenbeepower.com so whether you know someone was looking for um any of any of that you know and plus I have there should be on there a, a YouTube link. So I have a YouTube channel. You can just look up Queen Bee Power um, or Team QBP. There's a ton of instructional videos. You know, a lot of people, that's what people love is just like learning new movements and how to do them properly. So I try to put out a lot of that stuff too on YouTube. All right. And we'll share yeah. all your social links. media awesome. and whatnot. Yeah. Queen Bee Power. Yeah. Okay. At, at Queen Bee Power. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, thank well, you guys thank you so, so much. much. It was super fun. Awesome. That was. That was good. very, very fun. Very different. Did we probe? <laughs> I, I, <said laughs> no, I appreciate you being adventurous. I know it, it was, I had listened to a lot of different podcasts, so I, I know it was very different than what you yeah. usually do, but I actually yeah, I like people it. I like to it get to lot. know you. Yeah. 
Thank you. We, we already know uh, you're cool and badass. We just wanted to find out yeah, how cool thanks. you were. No, That's thank all. you. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much. But, Take care. Thank you for listening to What Won't She Say? Find us at whatwontshesay.com where you can also listen to our episodes and get access to all of our social media accounts.